Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Mic, Conversations of Hope. I'm your host, Mike Stone. Well, it's been around in some form or another for centuries, but pornography is now more accessible than ever before. More than 40 million Americans say that they regularly visit porn sites. One third of those are women. One poll suggests that 43% of Americans say that porn is morally acceptable. Yet it ruins relationships and marriages. It negatively impacts a child's understanding of sex. And science even says it alters the chemistry of the brain. One study found that 56% of divorces involved one spouse having an obsessive interest in website pornography. Porn appears to be as big a problem in the church as it is outside of the church, with 88% of pastors polled stating they believe that pornography is a major issue in their churches. Today, as we talk about the dangers of pornography, I wanted to introduce you to a really great company that can help whether you're an adult or whether you are a parent trying to protect your children. For $15.99 a month, you can subscribe to Covenant Eyes. The heart of Covenant Eyes is called Screen Accountability. Their software periodically captures screenshots of your screen activity and stores them securely on your device. Their advanced artificial intelligence analyzes those screenshots on your device for explicit images. The software then rates those images, blurs them to protect your privacy, then prioritizes them based on the content. And finally, a report of concerning activity, circumvention attempts, or other activity is sent to you and an ally that you trust. That's screen accountability. And in addition to that, Covenant Eyes also offers porn blocking, blocks access to all known adult, pornographic, and explicit websites. And when it's configured, it can also block mixed content sites like Reddit, and as well as proxy and VPN domains that are used to bypass filters. And finally, Safe Search. Safe Search helps block explicit images, videos, and websites from search results. Google, Bing, and YouTube are locked to Safe Search. This helps you and your family avoid inappropriate search results. $15.99 a month, Covenant Eyes. If you're interested, go to my website, behindthemic.net and click on the Covenant Eyes link to get all the details you need. I recently sat down with Pastor Scott Tinman, a youth pastor who regularly visits public schools to present Character and Relationships Education, or CARE, which reaches 3,500 students in grades 6 through 10 each year. The CARE program promotes positive relationships through good character, good choices, and good critical thinking skills. It provides current and medically accurate stats, studies, and stories. So stick around as we talk with Pastor Scott about the dangers of pornography, regardless of your age. Today we are talking about a topic that kind of sensitive, but you know, the more I've researched it, the more I realize it's a very widespread issue throughout our society and really across the world. And I want to introduce to you my friend, Pastor Scott Tinman, who is a youth pastor at my church. Thank you for being here today. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your family. Sure. Uh, so I'm the youth pastor at Finley Evangelical Free Church. 
here in Findlay, Ohio. I've uh, been here about seven years. Actually been a youth pastor for 26 years. Wow. Uh, in in different states, so uh, a lot of people just say I don't like to grow up, but uh, I just love <laughs> working with students. So I've been working with middle school students, high school students for twenty six years. In the last few years, right here in Finley, the Women's Resource Center has a care program that goes into all the Hancock County schools and talk about wise choices, um, purity, those types of things. And so I come in and my role with them, with the guys is we split up one day a week to talk about pornography, dangers of pornography and so forth. And so I've been doing that for about four years now. And so been able to get to know some of these students and see them all the way from now sixth grade through 12th grade uh, in health classes or enrichment classes. So Wow. Yeah, and my kids have both been through that to some extent. And um, it's really it really is a great thing because it's not just touching on, you know, anatomy and all those things that are still important, but it really touches on what you guys do as you go in and you lend some wisdom to just that information basically help to guide those students uh, through some of the really kind of uh, different things going on in our society and how to how to navigate all that right right and we, what we want to do is give students the facts uh, we're very fact based on that and so give them the correct facts in in all the areas in that program of what is out there and what to look for so that they could make good decisions down the road and, you yeah. know, so for, for me, I also have experience because I have three boys of my own, yeah. ranging from ages 22 down to 13. And so I come at it. Uh, sometimes I'm in their school, which makes it kind of awkward for my boys. <laughs> and they always talk about, oh, here comes the porn guy or the porn <laughs> expert. Uh, and I don't like that as much, uh, being referred to that as a pastor, right? <laughs> Uh, but it, it's really given facts of what is out there. Uh, I've been yeah. married for 26 years to my wife, yeah. Terry. And so, again, you know, I'm sharing information. I could do as much as I can to protect our boys, which yeah. we've done. But that doesn't mean that's not a foolproof plan. Yeah. There still has to be some responsibility on their part on that. Yeah. And, you know, um, growing up, probably for both of us, you know, uh, pornography years ago was just a magazine. And, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't always easy to get a hold of that. But now the really big issue is it's everywhere. I mean, it's becoming more prevalent on, you know, on TV network stations that are allowing stuff that really is over the edge. And even more so than that is the Internet. Everybody now has got a phone. Everybody's got an iPad. Everybody's got Internet access through their computer. And so basically... Porn is available anywhere, anytime, and that's that can be a really dangerous thing for teens and preteens. Yeah, I talk about that actually in my presentation with kids and talking about when I was growing up and what it was like because it was behind, like at the convenience store, there's usually a cardboard facing on it, so you yeah, wouldn't see right. it, and you, and you yeah. had to actually be a certain age to be able to buy the magazine That's right, and, and so forth, and where today... Yeah, it's available. And, you know, we're talking with teenagers. Uh, You don't even have to go to a website anymore. 
uh, social media apps. Mm, uh, the yeah. porn industry is being very crafty in how to lure kids into that. And I sometimes talk to the students, hey, have you ever gotten that Instagram direct message that has a link in it that they want you to click? Yeah. And that's all it takes is that one yeah. click. And and even with that, uh, I don't want this to be a reason for, for students to start looking at porn, but you could get away with, you know, your parents are probably checking, hey, what's their browser history been? Mm-hmm. Or do they check the browser history within an app? Yeah. Or or have some safeguards on that because you could simply go into one of those and your parents could not know or yeah. not just parents, but anyone could not know by looking at your Instagram or Snapchat or, you know, all these different apps. There's uh, so many apps out there that uh, they're developed all the time. So you have to just be very careful out there. Yeah, as parents, you really have to stay in tune with what's going on because um, I, I'll tell you, technology moves forward so quickly. And I read a stat a few years back that the porn industry is actually was actually the catalyst for so much advancement in video online and things like that because, let's face it, it paid for itself. I mean, they could invest millions of dollars into technology and it would easily pay for itself. I don't know if I don't know what the stats are on that, but you know they they made great inroads and they are pursuing that because it is a what multi billion dollar industry. Uh, there's a lot of money in it, and uh, unfortunately, I think the perception is it's not going to hurt anybody. It doesn't really yeah. hurt anybody. So I'm going to let you. I, I would really like for you to kind of talk to us about maybe just kind of walk through what you talk about in the schools because. I think the the concern is that I've read statistics, you know, this is not just a kid problem, and it's not just a guy problem. I I think you'll share some statistics in a little bit here that it's really affecting girls. I mean, I'm talking teen and even preteen girls more and more every year. It's not just an adult thing. You know, they used to call it, and maybe they still do, you know, adult entertainment, and it's Certainly neither one of those things, um, certainly not just for adults, and it's not entertainment. So um, why don't you walk us through a little bit about w- how you handle this topic uh, in the schools and kind of enlighten us in that? Sure. In the schools, we do it in um, depending on your audience. So what, we, what I talk to with a sixth grader versus a high schooler is going to be a little bit different. Sure. But really, it, it's surrounding an a self-control issue. You know, what What does self-control look like? Because what the, the porn industry is trying to do is get us to give, to, to live out of control and mm-hmm. being able to do yeah. whatever we want and we don't have any barriers, you know, do what feels good. And mm-hmm. so I talk about, you know, it being an issue of self-control. Uh, I talk about the difference between drugs and the porn industry. You know, we see that you know drugs have a gateway drug, uh, being marijuana. Sure. Maybe na- maybe now it's probably even going a step back to vaping. Might be your mm, yeah. first first step into that. Yeah. That then goes to marijuana. That then goes to these harder drugs. And I present it to the student to the guys that I feel that pornography is that gateway to bad sexual decisions down the road. So yeah. it might start out with. Hey, take a look at this picture. Take a look at this video. Uh, and then 
you start to act on those things. So right. I talk I talk to students about, uh, hey, how many of you guys watch YouTube? And you know, all their hands go up. Oh sure, yeah. And, and then I'll ask them, well, what kind of videos do you watch? And they'll be like, well, video games, figuring out how to get past a certain part in a video game mm-hmm. or funny videos like Dude Perfect videos, maybe. And they yeah. want to try to go and recreate that trick shot that Dude Perfect does. Yeah. And uh, what it is, is once you see it, you can then do it. And I actually talk about how the parents like my age, we watch YouTube videos to be able to learn how to fix things on our car or on our house. That's right. So if we see a plumbing problem, hey. Yeah. Go to YouTube, figure it out. Because when you see it, then you can do it. Well, what if we applied that principle? If you're consuming pornography, when you get into a dating relationship with a girl, you're mm. more likely to want to act that out. Wow. Or, yeah. or there's a distortion of what relationships really are. Yeah. They think that, hey, it just plays out like these videos or these pictures might portray them. And that's not a real relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, I think the porn industry really is great at marketing. Like you said, they've they found all these avenues to reach. They're reaching kids and they're doing it on purpose. What I'm showing an average age uh, between eight and eleven years old, and is that is that the first exposure to pornography? Is that the statistic now? Yeah, that's what uh, I've been reading. That between ages eight and eleven is first exposure, first seeing that. And if you think about that, you know, we're talking with about a generation that has grown up with a screen in front of them. Yeah, from you know an iPod. Uh, all different kinds of screens, iPads, all these things. And so for you and I, our generation, we di- we're we not digital natives. Mm-hmm. We're, this generation is. They've yeah. always grown up seeing a screen of some kind. And so uh, that age has gone f- further and further down, as well as the availability. So, I mean, even thinking back a few years ago, the porn industry before social media and all those types of things, the way that they would... Uh, attract new people is they would take over domain names that expire. So I remember talking to a teacher, you know, that uh, had an assignment to go to the whitehouse.gov website to get some information for an assignment. Sure. Well, they, ch- they actually changed their, their dot, whatever it is now. And so they innocently went looking for this. Well, the porn industry will take these, domain names that seem normal to people and they will buy them and then redirect them to their website. Wow. So, so, you know, people could be, you know, searching for something very innocently and then all of a sudden this pops up on their screen. Yeah. And then it's like, then the curiosity goes, that's where I see that, that gateway. It's that next step or that next click uh, that happens. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And, and again, I, you know, they're great at marketing. Um, they're kind of on the cutting edge because it feeds more and more money into all those channels. Uh, yeah, that's interesting that they would actually buy up domain names just for that. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that. Well, and, and that's the, another part of this is that it's as parents, you want to protect your kids from that for as long as you can. And it's getting more and more difficult to do that because 
it's not searching for it necessarily. It's like you said, you, you can stumble across something accidentally and then curiosity takes over. And pretty soon, I mean, it's, it's in the schools where, you know, I, I've, I've told my son, you know, if you, you see some guys, you know, looking at a phone and gathered around, you know, and, and they're wanting you to look, question before you do it because it, it's, it's much bigger than just a photo. And, um, and I think that's what I've tried to instill into him is that it does affect you. I, I went to a site that you had talked to me about called uh, fightingthenewdrug.org, and they have different things on there that explain how porn affects you or impacts you. I'm, I just listed a few of them here. Uh, it impacts your brain. We'll talk about that a little bit. It impacts your self-esteem. Uh, it impacts feelings of shame. It impacts sex trafficking victims. So it goes beyond just our individual person. It, un- it impacts a child's understanding of sex, uh, which is why you guys are in schools at, what, sixth grade, you yep, know, starting grade. to talk about this. Uh, it impacts your mental health. It impacts your friendship. It impacts uh, the rates of sexual assault. So it, it's not an innocent thing that's done behind closed doors. And that's why we're talking about it today, because it's not just something that you pursue over and over and over again. And you don't, you don't realize the impacts beyond just that situation. We're going to talk next week about trafficking and how the porn industry has affected the sex trafficking. So what, what is your take on all of those things there that, uh, as far as how that affects us individually and how it affects even beyond ourselves? Yeah, like I said, it distorts our view of what a real relationship is. You know, as far as, you know, the the next step, it it just gets you in deeper and deeper. And so I've seen that with uh, students that feel ashamed. And because this is normally done by yourself, uh, Mm -hmm. I talk about this with the, the guy students. I'm like, you know, how many of you guys... Usually when you hear someone that does drugs or alcohol, it's usually done in groups, right? And for the most part, yes. Uh, How many of you guys have ever called your friend over and said, hey, come on over, let's watch some porn together? That doesn't happen. And so Mm. you just feel this shame of, hey, I got got addicted to this or it's been – I've been craving it because I've seen it once. Yeah. And you just go deeper and deeper. And that's why Fight the New Drug actually came up with their name, Fight the New Drug, is because they see it as another drug. Because uh, you had mentioned this earlier about the effects on your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did research on that. And those people that get addicted to these hard drugs like heroin, cocaine, and meth, these natural chemicals that are in our brain show up like with the same if you're addicted to pornography. So those same, you know, oxytocin and and all those types of levels that are in our brain, because what it does, it goes through our eyes and we just need to see it. And Mm. just like with a a heroin addict, you know, it's the first time that they take heroin. Well, the next time they they need it and they want a harder version of it or it takes a little bit more, you know, in their body. Right. Well, the same is true with pornography. It's not just about seeing that first picture but hey how can this go even darker on that or um and so you you just see those types of things what affects you know anxiety issues with with students middle school high school students Mm -hmm. uh you know depression you feel bad about but you don't know 
who to talk about it. So I usually show this video by a guy named Terry Crews, which maybe a lot of people have heard before he's on America's Got Talent and all these. Well, he came out with a video about four years ago saying that he was a porn addict and he was he had this dirty little secret. And what ended up happening was he kept it to himself. Uh, and he said the power that porn had on him was that it was a secret that he didn't tell anybody about that mm, yeah. and just kept eating away at him until he was found out. And what he, he talks about in that video is that it changed the way that he th- thought about people. He no longer looked at people to be loved and cared about. He looked at them as body parts to be used. Wow. I mean, think about that statement. Yeah. You know, it, it distorts, you know, your view of sexuality. And so, you know, pornography could be that first step, that gateway. Well, the next step might be, I see it with sexting uh, among students. You yeah, know, sending, sure. sending text to someone, hey, send me this picture, whatever. And then you go into a dating relationship. And then, hey, we're home alone. Well, yeah. then you, you, you think about these videos that you've been watching and, hey, let's let's move that line of how far can we, how far is right. too far. That's right. Well, then the next step might be out of that. You know, we haven't even talked about this, uh, about the dangers, but uh, sexually transmitted diseases. Sure. Teen pregnancy. Yeah. You know, those are consequences that could come out of pornography and it started out with just a picture or just a video. It doesn't yeah. hurt me, but you kind of numb yourself to how does this affect my relationships with people and even my future. It dehumanizes. Like you said, he looked at people as body parts. And, uh, you know, it really dehumanizes. I've, I've also read statistics about uh, violence, domestic violence, violence among partners or spouses due to pornography. I think it's just an unrealistic view of God's creation. And let's face it, Satan is out to kill, steal, and destroy. Mm-hmm. And he perverts just about anything out there that's good. He'll pervert it so that it can be used, basically used against us. It's no different with pornography. Yeah. And I think of, you know, the, I say it to the students this way, you don't have to find porn, porn finds you. Mm, yeah. And and the, just because the availability of it right now, and uh, like you said, with your son, you know, if you see a bunch of kids huddling around a phone and then they say, hey, take a look at this. Yeah. Uh, a good question is, well, what is it first? That's, that's right. one of the things I talk to, to students about is if, if you have a friend that's on your school bus or in your class and they have a device and they say, Hey, take a look at this. You know what your first question should be is what is it? Yeah. And if, and if they won't tell you what it is, it's okay to say, no, you don't have to do that because, you know, as a parent, I can do everything in my power, which I do to Mm -hmm. try to protect my kids. I could put all the filters on. I could spot check the phones. I could have the the tracking stuff on what what my kids are are looking at. But it is not a foolproof plan because they live in our world. Uh, They go go to a public school. They they ride a school bus, you know, at practice after, after school, if they're on a sports team or something. You know, they're around other students that might not have the same type 
of things. That's right. And so we need to equip our kids and how to be able to, to say no to it. There was one interesting survey I came across uh, just understanding like this generation and do they think pornography is a big deal? And they asked two questions that stood out to me. One, is it more is it morally or ethically wrong to watch pornography? And then the other question was, is it morally ethically wrong to not recycle your recyclables? And so they surveyed high school, college age students in their 20s on this survey. And you know which one came back as morally, ethically wrong? It wasn't watching pornography. It was because I don't recycle my recyclables. And so, so what that tells me is that in our culture today, it is morally acceptable. This is normal. And that's, I think, the biggest thing is that the porn industry has gotten to the point where this has now been normalized. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So the the difficult part about this is God created sex to be good. So it is built into us. And so for our kids to look at this and go, why is it so wrong? You know, this is the way God built us, right? This is the way we were created. So how do you, how do you balance that? Because it is a good thing if it's in its proper context. Right. And that's what we want to give kids is we're not saying sex is sex is bad, right? Because we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that, right? Yeah. <laughs> but we want to give them facts into making wise decisions with that, and not to give that away too quickly, right? And all these other things that could be consequences from making bad decisions. Uh, also, with that, there is some redeemability. <laughs> Oh, you know, for if, sure, yeah. You know, if you've gotten caught in that, you can start over. Yeah. You can say, from this point on, I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to stay away from that. And, yeah. and even, you know, with pornography, the science that's behind there on the changing of the makeup of your brain and that you crave after it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the new drug has uh, a program that you can... Uh, as a teenager, do for free online. It's called jointfortify.com. And that's how to quit p- pornography. And so you could go to fight the new drug or just go to this jointfortify.com. And it's a science-based support group for rewiring your brain the other way. Does that mean you're never going to struggle with pornography again? No. Yeah. But it's, go- it's going to help you to realize what are the, the triggers that got me to that point, just like anyone who gets addicted to other types of things. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, it it distorts our our perception of what relationships are. And so we just want to raise the banner and say, hey, hold on a second. Uh, this does damage us. It damages our brain. It damages how we treat other people. And then it really damages our world because if we continue down this road and say, hey, this isn't a big deal, it's really going to pervert things mm. in the wrong direction. I have to wonder, and I don't have any statistics on this, maybe you do, but I have to wonder over the decades that I've been around and you see divorce is is continuing to increase. And I think we've even gotten to a point now where the other issue is that you know, I don't want to get married. I want to try out this relationship, you mm-hmm. know, people living together. And I think part of that has to be affected 
with the whole pornography and the view of sex that it's it's just it's a casual part of the relationship. Um, it, I, I want to make sure everything works really well with the two of us before we commit to anything like marriage. Does that have an effect on, I mean, I, I've got to believe it affects our marriages, but even the fact that we are, we're seeing people not get married, you know, they want to, they want to try out their relationship. And if it doesn't work, then we'll move on to the next one. You know, that's not God's plan. So how does, what does that look like? Like when you're talking to the kids and students in the school? Yeah, we want to uh, give them good information. And so when they're looking for, you know, that person that they feel that they're going to spend the rest of their life with, that they're making good decisions on that. And, you know, in the schools, I really can't bring up the spiritual side of things on this. Sure. Um, but outside of that, when I talk and when students ask me, hey, what do you do? And and know what I do for my I guess, real job mm-hmm, <laughs> of, yeah. of, being, of being a pastor, a youth pastor, uh, that I could answer those types of questions. But putting that aside, the the rate of people that are trying it out among those that uh, are believers or say that they're Christians and those that are non-Christians, the stats are kind of alarming <laughs> to, to, to see that people even that call themselves Christians will get into relationships like that of, hey, let's try things out first. Yeah. And that's just been something that has been perverted, <laughs> again, by sure. Satan on sure. that, that, hey, this is the way that you're supposed to do that. Yeah. And we want to kind of put a flag up and say, no, God has a better plan for this. This is why he talks about it in the Bible uh, yeah. so so often, uh, that that we need to look at that and and put those kind of principles into into practice. Well, I've been married. My wife and I've been married 32 years, and I can't imagine marriage is hard. Um, you know, can't make any mistakes about that. It takes two people who often think very differently over certain things, but to have anything else from the outside that's coming into your marriage or any bringing any of that into your marriage, just going to make things more difficult. So it only makes sense. Divorce would be. Uh, easier when you don't have a value, uh, don't place a value on the sacredness of marriage. Um, and I did while we were talking here. I looked up marital infidelity uh, increases more than three hundred percent with pornography use. So again, I think it takes you back to the unrealistic expectations. And men and women think differently when it comes to sex and that type of uh, view. Although I will say, you know, one of the statistics that I'm looking at here is one third of internet porn is from women, which really shocked me. Yeah, I think that that's even rising on that. You know, that's been a stat that I saw a few years ago, and I mm-hmm. think it's still probably on the rise on that. When you think about infidelity and in marriage, too, that you brought up, uh, and pornography, when I talk about the video of Terry Crews, you know, he talks about how his wife found out about it and that she wanted to leave him. And he mm-hmm. said that he went and got help not to get his wife back, but he saw that he had a problem. And yeah. she stuck with him. But what I've seen happen is that even married couples, and I say that, hey, these are married men are married women that are addicted to pornography and they're watching it instead of being able 
to do that in their marriage. Right. And, and I've even heard of instances where guys aren't able to perform with their partner, their wife, because they don't have that stimulation because they've watched pornography for so long that they have they have to see it on a screen rather than participate in in that. Yeah, that's crazy. And weren't you telling me, uh, you know, we were talking earlier about this subject, just kind of planning, and didn't you tell me that there was a correlation between pornography and the young use of drugs like Viagra? Right, yeah. So Viagra, when it first came out, was for uh, guys older that still Mm -hmm. wanted to have sex and they couldn't do it. And so what uh, stats have been showing right now that the largest – uh, percentage of users of Viagra are guys in their 20s because wow. what has happened is when they're watching pornography, there are other activities that come along with that to to where when they want to to be in a relationship and, and have sex, they're not able to. Yeah. So, so it's flip-flop from its original intended use. That's crazy. So crazy. Um, anything else that you want to touch on? I think this this is such a broad topic. We could we could have a whole series on this and and what it looks like, how it affects us, um, all the, you know, there's so much out there about the chemistry in our brain and how that really changes the way we think and physically it really physically affects us. Is there anything else that you want to touch on though today as we just kind of touch on this subject and um, and I and I want to also give some also at the end here give some hope to those who are are struggling. There's lots of resources out there, but anything else you want to touch on? Yeah, I just talked to students that it's important for you to talk about it if this is something that you're struggling with. And uh, will that conversation with your parent be awkward saying, hey, I've I've searched some things on the internet and I've gotten involved in this and and I need help? Because what ends up happening, again, this is something that's, for the most part, done by yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not going around bragging, hey, look, and I'm watching pornography. Right. And so it's something that uh, you, you need to talk about. So find a trusted person that you could talk about it with. You know, is it your parent to have that awkward conversation? Yes, there might be some restrictions that get put in place, you know, once you admit that. But sure. they're there to, to help. They love you. They care about you. Uh, they want to help you through that. And so is it is it your your parents? Is it a trusted teacher? Is it a trusted youth leader or another adult, an aunt or an uncle that you can have a conversation with to get it talking about? Because, again, I go back to Terry Crews video. He talks about his dirty little secret. And the power was in the secret. It it held him prisoner, basically. That's right. And when we see the anxiety levels, the depression levels among uh, not just teens, but just in our culture today, it's it's on the rise. It's because people are keeping things bottled up. Yeah. And so being able to talk to someone and say, hey, I need help with this. I, I've gone, I've made a bad decision and I need to get help. Yeah. We've had lots of conversations on the podcast uh, with previous guests about st- stuff that they're dealing with and everybody says that same thing you've got to talk about it you've got to reach out and get help and that is a can be a very brave courageous step that you need to take but if you really seriously want help that's where it has to start so anybody that's out there who is struggling right now or maybe maybe you just 
don't find that connection yet, that this is really not a healthy thing, um, I, I would encourage you to reach out, Pastor Scott here locally, to reach out to you know a, a youth pastor in your area. As for adults, talk to a pastor, talk to a trusted friend. There's stuff online. Scott, do you have some of those resources with you there? The one that I think has a lot of great information and resources is the one that you mentioned, fightthenewdrug.org. Right. Uh, lots of great information there, lots of statistics. I mean, it really is uh, It's a great website to go to just to learn and also to find help. Are there any other resources? We'll, we'll put these on the show notes um, that you can find online as well. Yeah, I would recommend Fight the New Drug. Uh, as you scroll down at the bottom, there's getting the facts on it, as well as there's some talking points for parents to be able to, to begin the conversations with their kids. Mm, yeah. uh, let's not wait until you we find that our kids are watching these things or looking at these things, but even to be able to talk about, hey, there's this thing called pornography out there. I have been surprised a few times where I've been into classes and they don't even know what that word means. Wow. And, and I'm thankful for that. That's but I great. also want, want to let them know this is what it is so mm-hmm. that you're aware of it so you don't get surprised. But uh, yeah. also with Fight the New Drug, they have, again, those that get uh, addicted and need help. There's a link at the bottom, or you could just go to joinfortify.com and there's uh, resources there to be able to do that online recovery. Uh, mm-hmm. to be able to rewire your brain the other way. The nice thing about that one, it is free for teenagers. That's great. Because what they found is that the, the largest group of porn users are between the ages of 13 and 16. Wow. And so that's where they get exposed and crave it more. So for teenagers, it's free. If you're over 18, 19, uh, there's, a, there's some pricing to that. And they charge the the adults that so that they could give it to for free to the teenagers as well. The kids, say. yeah, yeah. So, so those are two resources that I would check out. Um, Good for the, uh, I guess you would say the preventative and then also the recovery side of things too. Yeah, that's great. Um, this episode is actually sponsored by uh, an organization called Covenant Eyes as well. Um, if you go to the show notes and click on the link there, um, you'll see all about Covenant Eyes. And it's just a, it's another tool, you know, we can filter things, we can, um, you know, firewall things, but there's always ways around it. Uh, Covenant Eyes is one that does a great job at not only helping to filter for your household, but also has some type of an accountability situation where it's screenshotting things randomly and sharing that with an accountability partner. So um, definitely check that out as well. Yeah, so what kind of help is out there for those who are struggling with pornography right now? We talked about uh, the website, and um, what advice can you give as a pastor, a youth pastor, to those in their local communities uh, aside from uh, the website we just shared? Yeah, I would probably even look at the things that you're using on your screens. Uh, you know, put on some, you know, some of the different, you know, I use an iPhone. And so there's mm-hmm. screen time restrictions on that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, if, if you're spending too much time on screens, uh, I know, like, at the time that we're recording this right now, we're not supposed to be face-to-face with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, go out and 
throw a ball around, go shoot some hoops together and not spend so much time, you know, going from video to video or yeah. uh, I hear students, you know, that are on online and, oh, it just popped up, you know, mm-hmm. there are different male wares out there that, well, yeah. that's probably because someone on that computer has used something. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, just be able to limit the time that you're in front of a screen and build into real relationships. Uh, yeah. Even though, you know, we have this distortion of what reality is because we have all these reality TV shows on now, you know, yep. Bachelor, Bachelorette, how many times have you had 30 females wanting to date you at one time? That's not reality TV. That's right. Yeah. You know, and but that's what our culture is saying. This is what reality is, and it's not. And so yeah. limit those types of things and seek out real relationships with people. Be part of a a community. Uh, you know, for me, I think of youth ministry or, or a local church or people that you can get around that have similar values to you that yeah. are going to build you up rather than tear you down. The things that we talk about with pornography, it, it tears people apart. That's right. Uh, we, we just don't realize it. It's almost like letting a tornado come into your body. Hmm. You know? Yeah. It's and great it just, visual. It just wreaks havoc. And you don't yeah. even know you did that, but it's because you let something in through your eyes and all of a sudden it's going to change the way that you view different values that you may have. Yeah. So I think the takeaways here are to understand that this is not just a harmless activity this is uh this is something that that can and does destroy lives um it also extends beyond uh you know we're gonna like i said we're gonna talk next week about trafficking and and how porn affects trafficking which is a huge industry in and of itself i think uh the other thing is to make sure you understand you're not alone this affects a huge percentage of the population in the united states both men and women and teens and I think it's important to understand that and know that you're not alone and reaching out for help doesn't make you some kind of uh, twisted, warped individual. You're just a human being living in a world that is bombarding you with stuff uh, that's not healthy. So I would encourage you to reach out, check out the website, check out and, and, and to limit yourself. And remember that you're constantly needing to be aware of this and to battle against this. You can't uh, let your guard down. Scott, thank you so much for sharing. We appreciate your wisdom and uh, insight into this. Thank you. Great. Thanks. Well, I hope this conversation has helped you a little bit and, and maybe opened your eyes to the dangers of pornography. It really does affect our lives in such a big way and affects society in general. Hopefully you can take some of this information that Pastor Scott has given us and glean from it. Again, if you're looking to protect your family, if you are struggling with pornography, again, Covenant Eyes with their screen accountability can help you out as well. Go to my website, behindthemic.net, and click on the Covenant Eyes link to get more information about Covenant Eyes and helping to protect you and your family. Well, next time, I hope you'll join us. We're going to be speaking to Alexa James from Birmingham, Alabama. She is uh, involved in an organization that protects children who have been through child trafficking. There's a lot of information that I'm sure is just going to blow your mind. We really would like you to come back and listen 
and share the podcast with anyone around you. We would encourage you also to go to Apple Podcasts and rate us. And if you have some extra time, review us. Thanks so much for supporting us, and we look forward to seeing you next time.